the latest on Eric Carlson. Should the Sharks sign Vladimir Tarasenko? And I'll bank for Myers to trade his one-for-one. We get caught up on some of the rumors and rumblings around the Sharks today on Locked on Sharks. Your Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now and Inside the Rink. And I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks uh, your first listen, proudly a part of the Locked on Network. We cover your team every day. And if you want to be an everyday, all you got to do is just follow along wherever you get podcasts or you can watch on YouTube as well. And today we're going to spend the day Catching up on some of the rumors and rumblings and nuggets around the Sharks, um, you know, and, and what could or could not have been uh, w- with San Jose. And I think we have to, of course, start with Eric Carlson, who still remains a San Jose Shark as we're recording this on Thursday night. Um, but all signs are pointing to Carlson should be traded at some point, and it's probably going to be either the Pittsburgh Penguins or the Carolina Hurricanes and Shang Peng did a really good Shang Peng of San Jose Hockey Now uh, did a really good job of coming up with some potential trades that seem very fair. Um, go read the articles. I don't want to spoil them uh, too much, um, but you know, most of them it's kind of how much are the Sharks going to be one to eat? And I think that's the game we're waiting for right now, right? Is Carolina Pittsburgh both make, sense on different levels for each organization to acquire um eric carlson i think pittsburgh makes more sense um just because i think they are i don't want to say more desperate team but i think um they need a superstar impact player to help out your city crosby's um you know of, of the world while i think carolina is a Excellent team, and we maybe they're looking for that one last piece to put them over the edge. Um, but we've seen Brent Burns and Eric Carlson play together, granted, different organization with the Sharks. Um, but if I had to guess, I would say Pittsburgh is the one I think that makes the most sense because I think it's a cleaner transaction, uh, just because I think they have an easier route to get there uh, than San Hood, uh, than, than Carolina does. Uh, But I think it's, again, it's going to come down to how much are the sharks willing to eat of this contract. And just as a reminder, if you've been not paying attention or whatever, um, the sharks can retain up to 50% of Eric Carlson's salary uh, of $11.5 million for the next four seasons. Um, so whatever they retain, that is going to be on their books for the next four seasons. Uh, when Mike Greer, when asked about it, says we're not going to retain all, you know, 50% because that's a lot of money, right? And I know the Sharks cap is going to get a lot better here soon, but in a few years, you're going to have to start kind of maybe paying some of these younger players. You know, Eklund, uh, Will Smith are both going to be up for new deals. And if they're as good as we expect, um, they're probably going to be some substantial uh, guap, as the kids say, uh, with those deals. 
So you don't want to tie up that much money um, for that long. I, I totally understand that um, from, from the Mike Greer side of it. And I think right now it's just coming down to a, a poker game of who blinks first, right? Is Mike Greer going to, I don't know, the rumors are he's sitting around 20%, 25%. Who knows? Again, this is just hearsay from the insiders. Um, who knows what the exact number is right now? But um, if Mike Greer, is he going to kind of blink and go up to, you know, whatever it is, if it's three and a half, four million dollars retained, and that puts Eric Carlson in the, you know, seven and a half to eight million dollar range, which it seems much more palatable for a team to have a, uh, literally the rainy Norris defenseman coming off 101 historic point season, historical season, um, adding that under their cap for the next four seasons compared to a, you know, nine and a half million dollar. If the sharks only eat $2 million of it. Um, I know it's only $2 million difference here, but in this flat cap world, $2 million, that's, that's, that's a lot of, you know, that's, fair amount of wiggle you know a, a fair lot of a fair amount of money here that we're still kind of bickering about and i, I think it's going to come down with whoever blinks first maybe pittsburgh maybe mike has asked for one more asset which is his right he has said i'm not going to give eric carlson away um you know asked straight about that he said i'm not going to give eric carlson away um makes sense right you have this is kind of the best asset you have kind of that last like grade a asset that you have to try to trade right you traded brett burns um you traded timo meyer and then you traded eric carlson i know the they should trade tomas hurdle and trade logan couture i just don't see that happening right um logan couture is the captain and he said he loves it in san jose um he wants to be here to turn things around his you know he's built a life here he has a three-team no trade like basically a three-team move clause um Unless Logan Couture goes to Mike Greer and says, I want out, um, Logan Couture is not getting traded, right? Tomas Hurdle just signed also kind of in the same boat with a no movement clause right now. And then which will eventually kind of whittle down. But um, I still think having those guys on the roster right now is really valuable for your young players, uh, which I've discussed about before, right? Having guys who know what they're doing. That way you're not just throwing a bunch of kids out there to try to figure things out. You're allowing these guys to kind of you know, grow with some of these veterans who've been there, done it. They've seen every situation. Um, the, these are it's valuable to have these guys on the team. And I think Hurdle and, and Couture, that's their job right now is to kind of shepherd in the next wave of guys. So Carlson, though, that, that's your last big piece. And you should be wanting to try to squeeze every little asset out. If it's an extra pick or maybe you're moving up a round in a pick or maybe you're going from a B prospect to a B plus prospect, whatever it is Mike Greer is trying to squeeze out, that is his that is his job to do is, is to try to get the very, very best offer. And it seems like Eric Carlson is pretty set on, you know, being pretty open on, on who who he goes to. Um, there's word that he prefers Pittsburgh, um, which I, again, see, right. You don't have to kind of split time with Brent Burns. Um, you would be the guy there. You, they're a winning culture. Not that the hurricanes are in a winning culture, but you would kind of be the guy you wouldn't have to kind of share, share the potential spotlight again, uh, like we saw with, with Burns and, and Carlson before. So, um, but you know, on the penguin side, right. It's, 
their prerogative is to try to get the best possible deal for themselves. And that's if getting the sharks to eat another million dollars or half million dollars or whatever the number is, that's their job too. And I think this is going to be kind of a slow, it's, it seems like free agency has almost come to a standstill until Eric Carlson gets traded. Right. I think, I feel like Matt Dumba's waiting to get signed based on what happens with Eric Carlson, the Tony the potential Tony D'Angelo trade to uh, back to the hurricanes. Um, again, I think a lot of everything's kind of hinging on what Eric Carlson does. And I think once Eric Carlson finally gets traded, we're going to see kind of the rest of free agency play out here because uh, whether other potential moves, if it's what the sharks do, um, if they sign Matt Dumba, Pesci gets traded, uh, whatever else kind of other shoes may drop after the Carlson trade. I think it, that's that's kind of what the hockey world's waiting on. So um, I think it still happens. It could literally be like this weekend or it could be a week before training camp. That's the, the tough thing about this. Remember, Carlson didn't get traded from Ottawa to San Jose until mid-September. I think training camp was just about ready to start um, or it just started and he got traded then. So it could be one of those things where – this goes deep into the off season and we're still waiting to see what happens with Eric Carlson. So uh, whenever it does happen, I will put out an episode as soon as possible, uh, as soon as humanly possible. If I'm stuck at work or doing whatever I'm doing, uh, I will try to get something out for you guys as possible. But um, we are officially, we're in Panda watch day like 12 right now. So um, on, on the Eric Carlson front. So um, before we continue, Talk about the potential signing of uh, Tarasenko. We look at the uh, LeBanc for Myers one-for-one one trade. I do need to take a quick break and talk to you guys about our friends over at Athletic Greens. And I know how hard it is to try to eat healthy and take care of your body, getting that proper nutrition. You're busy. You're stuck at your desk. You're eating whatever you can just get through the day, um, especially you're like that like 2 o'clock feeling if you're uh you know a cubicle like me and that like two o'clock feeling where you're just like done you're ready for a snack you're ready for some coffee you're ready for whatever um why don't you start your day with the ultimate daily nutritional assurance one single scoop of ag1 and a glass of water you can do just that it was worth 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods uh probiotics aptogens and uh to help start your day right uh, athletic greens is created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up with a complicated supplement routine that, uh, to recover. It costs them like a hundred bucks a day, which just isn't sustainable. So we created athletic greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create optimal nutrition on your own. And it's just about $3 a day. So right now it's time for you to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition to make it easy. Athletic greens is going to give you a free one year supply of their immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, so then the other kind of rumor out there is Vladimir Tarasenko, who still is a uh, free agent. Um, last year played for the Blues and then was traded to uh, the New York Rangers in a deadline deal um, to help the Rangers try to get over the hump. Uh, of course, we know the Rangers lost to the Devils um, in the playoffs, and um, now we're rooting for the Devils to 
make it to this Eastern Conference next finals next year. But Tarasenko, like I said, free agent, um, played 69 games last year. Very nice. Had 18 goals, 32 assists, 169 shots on goal, double nice. Um, his average time on ice was 1648. Corsi 445.56, and his goals for was at 50.55. Um, you pull up his evolving hockey card, and um, the defense isn't there, but you don't play pay Vladimir Tarasenko to play defense for you. Vladimir Tarasenko is an absolute sniper. Um, Still positive uh, offensively. Um, playing first nine minutes last year, he was 50th percentile offensively, fourth percentile defensively, um, 23 percentile overall. His his defense was bad. You think Eric Carlson's defense was bad? Vladimir Tarasenko uh, would like a word. Power play is kind of interesting because he didn't really do much on the power play last year for especially for how many minutes. He played 164 minutes on the power play um, compared to 960 even strength. Um, and you would expect him to kind of be that power play trigger man. Just wasn't really wasn't there for him last season. Um, so the question is though. Is it a good idea for the Sharks to sign one Vladimir Tarasenko? And that's that's something I, I struggle with, right? Um, Tarasenko, he's very much in the sign one-year deal, kind of prove it, and go back into free agency. As we've seen a lot of players this year, right? We expect the cap to go up, you know, $4 million. is kind of four $4.5 million next offseason. Um, a potential kind of jump that we haven't seen in several, several years. And I think a lot of guys are kind of signing these one little little one-year deals with the expectation of hoping to cash in next offseason. Um, I mean, Tarasenko, he's already won a cup, right? Um, of course, he wants to win another one. Who doesn't want to win another cup? But, um, you know, he's won a cup. He's, he's kind of come back from the shoulder injury that – was almost career threatening, right? He missed a ton of time after the Blues uh, won their Stanley Cup, and you know I think he played like thirty games in two seasons, like that. That that's how much time he missed from this. So um, I think he's looking to kind of come in, reestablish his value, um, and then try to maybe cash in one more time um, next off season. He's only thirty one, which or he'll be thirty two this this uh, this winter which was a little surprising to me because I feel like Tarasenko's older, maybe it's just because he's been around for so long. But Tarasenko, I, I thought he was kind of closer to mid-30s, not early 30s. Um, so, you know, but Tarasenko, I think he would be more than happy to come in, take a one-year deal. He would ease – he's your best winger um, on the team, uh, pretty much hands down. And, you know, come in – play eat up a bunch of minutes try to rack up some some points and then uh would probably be more than happy to get traded again at this uh trade deadline to a contender um type of situation and then continue to build his value right i i'm very much in the gather assets um if i might career i just i worry that tarasenko might be too good where maybe he wins you a little too many games right we were starting to, to see some like if you add tarasenko for you know uh, uh, on your on your wing then you have duclair then eklund and barabanov and it was adina like you're starting like that's some competent wings as you know 
maybe no superstars out there. Tarasenko was a superstar, but like um, no superstars out there, but there's, there's some competent players in your top nine all of a sudden. And the draft guy in me um, who's looking at a potential top three pick next year, little worried that they might be a little, little too good if you add Tarasenko to the mix. So um, again, Tarasenko, though, who knows what type of, of contracts he would like evolving hockey here. I'll pull up their uh, right now. So evolving hockey has their contract projections. Um, again, we're pretty late into free agency right now. So who knows what what Tarasenko would be looking for? Um, maybe he's happy just like, like I said, sign whatever he can type of get. But um, they would have him projected a one year little under $4 million um, type of contracts, which, okay, um, the Sharks, they have the cap space, right? Um, I struggle with this one because you could get yourself a really nice, like especially if Tarasenko kind of continues to rebound back to form, you know, if, if he's in that kind of 20 goal market, on a, on a decent contract at, you know, just say $4 million, um, you know, depending on how many retaining slots you have left, right? You've already retained Brent Burns. You're probably going to retain Eric Carlson. So you're only going to have one more retained slot left. But, um, you know, at least at the end of the, the season, you can kind of a little bit easier to, to sneak that contract in under somebody. You probably get a pretty solid asset back from them, but it's probably going to be, you know, whoever it is, if it's some team that's kind of in that mid-20s, uh, for example, type of, of, of pick back. But are you hurting your own pick uh, by being a little too good, granted, the goalies can totally flop. Um, you're going to have, you know, you're definitely not going to have Eric Carlson. If Eric Carlson's back, Eric Carlson's not going to be a 100-point type of player. Um, but you could be one of those teams that just plays every game 5-4 to four and maybe you win more of the games than you did last year. Type, uh, so um, it's an intriguing thing. I think he would... Again, he's gonna have. He would have the. He's the best winger on the Sharks if he if he steps on, comes out and, and teal. But um, I think I would pass. Grant, giving the, I get the you know, the potential of a good asset um, down the line at the trade deadline. Um, but I'm just I'm looking at the long term. I still think you're gonna be able to get some decent asset. Whatever you're getting from Eric Carlson, right? If you want to trade Anthony Duclair, I think you can get a, a kind of give him that role. Plus, he's cheaper. Um, he's not as good as Tarasenko, but I think you're 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 kind of making your team a little too good if you get Vladimir Tarasenko, if you ask me. So, before we continue, look at the proposed Myers for LeBanc. The trade is one for one. I do want to thank you guys for making Locked On Sharks your first listen. Again, probably a part of the Locked On Network where we cover your team every day um unfortunately next week we are going to be going down to three uh, episodes a week so we'll be covering your team three uh three days a week um next week as the off season hits and i am ready for a little bit of a break and kind of recharge the batteries and get ready for uh for another season here um but we still have great content coming next week. So um, our good friend Hattie is going to schedule to join uh, to discuss. We're going to kind of 
do a nice overview of the Sharks draft, what he thought of the different picks and kind of look at some of their potential upsides. Um, and then another guest who I don't want to name yet, uh, but it's a, he's making his Sharks debut. And it's a good one. I, I'm really excited to have him on. So um, just make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts or you can watch on YouTube as well. All right. Uh, the Kevin LeBanc for Tyler Myers uh, potential trade. So um, Tyler Myers, a defenseman for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, he is very tall and he's right-handed. So what more could you want? Uh, six foot eight. Again, Six foot eight defenseman uh, for the Vancouver Canucks. And uh, let's get a little background on, on Mr. Myers, who, again, he's very tall. Um, he has one year left on his $6 million uh, contract. Does have a 10 team no trade. Um, I believe it's 10 teams no trade. Um, yeah, so it's a 10 team no trade list. So that's basically 20 teams that he can be traded to. Uh, 21 last season played 78 games had one goal 16 assists 100 shots on goal average time on ice 2054 45.12 and goals for 41.67 and um tyler myers did not have a great season he's 33 um he was a three percent playing way over First pairing minutes played 1600 uh, minutes last season, 1400 uh, even strength, way over first pairing minutes for the Canucks. Three percentile player, 10th percentile offensively, 19th percentile defensively. Um, expected goals uh, above replacement. He when he's out there, he's a black hole offensively. He just does not create offense. Oh, he's above replacement level on. Goals above replacement, above replacement level on even, you know, on defensively, but it's, it's nothing to write home about. Um, shorthanded, he played 170 minutes shorthanded last season. Um, and again, was below replacement level in goals above replacement and expected goals replacement. Um, doesn't, takes too many penalties and doesn't draw enough penalties as well. So the potential trade is a, Kevin LeBanc for Tyler Myers straight up. And I scratch my head on this trade because um, as much as Kevin LeBanc has become kind of the whipping boy for a lot of Sharks fans and very divisive among Sharks communities, especially when you look at the eye test guys versus the analytics guys. Um, and Kevin LeBanc is a analytics kind of darling. Um, but when you watch Kevin LeBanc, most nights you're kind of like you see some stuff there and you think maybe if he this and maybe if that um it's one of those where they don't really match right but i still think kevin lebank could get you something else right and i would rather take i would rather go into the season with kevin lebank who's on the last year of his deal um and try to see if you can pump up the value a little bit uh, you know if he's playing maybe playing first line power play uh if he's playing with on the third line with nico stern and luke cunning this this with this season or zetterlin or whoever he's playing with right um trying to kind of create a more cohesive line mates for him um hopefully you have a little bit better power play too 
uh, where he can maybe pot some goals or pot some points, get some points that way. Um, and then just go into the trade deadline and see if you can get whatever you can get for him. Because I, I don't, I would rather have a future asset for Kevin LeBlanc, whether it's like a fourth round pick or whatever it is, than Tyler Myers, who again is much older than Kevin LeBlanc. Um, granted, he is very tall, but just it's it, it's it feels like you're just swapping problem children, um, and you're giving the Canucks a little bit of of cap space health, which of course the Canucks are one of the worst teams. Uh, when it comes to cap space this offseason right there. Currently, they're the second worst team when it comes to – they're over the cap by $4.3 million right now. Um, the only team worse right now is the Maple Leafs. Like, you know, LTR, LTIR can is going to help alleviate that, all that fun stuff. Um, but still, like the Canucks have a, a capped-out team, and they don't have much to show for it, right? They have um, some – tough contracts and including Tyler Myers granted I think next year their cap situation starts to clear up a little bit um but then they only have like 10 guys under <laughs> under and they don't have a lot of guys I think who are ready to kind of contribute in the pipeline um so they're, they're kind of in a tough situation right where with with in Again, I know shaving off a million dollars, basically, um, going from the Myers to the bank, doesn't seem like a much. But for when you're a team where you're counting every penny, a million dollars is going to feel like a lot of, of space for them. Um, that's, you know, you can get another player basically under under your roster, like an, another cheap player under your roster for, with that million dollar space. So you're basically turning Tyler Myers into Kevin LeBanc plus a cheap contract type uh, for the Canucks. And for the Sharks, again, you could potentially flip Myers at the deadline. Um, people always looking for right-handed big defensemen and going in, into the playoffs. Um, I just, what if he just plays bad again for the Sharks and then you can't trade him? Um, I would rather take the gamble on Kevin LeBanc, who you know. You know exactly what you're getting from him. Um, if Kevin LeBanc's bad this season and he, you, you're unable to trade him at the trade deadline, then whatever i think uh, he walks in free agency thank you lebank for your uh you know for your for your time and teal uh, i'm sure the the video when he comes back to san jose for the first time is going to have uh, highlights from game seven um and him playing with joe thornton a bunch so i just i it, it feels like a weird trade to me if you're the if now if you could maybe get something else back a pick something else okay you could talk me into it uh, I just I think you're taking a gamble on a little bit of an unknown and Tyler Myers like I said he is older um, he's bad defensively and doesn't provide you he's a black hole offensively and yeah he is really tall though <laughs> so um, don't do that trade history is littered with the trades that never happened that almost happened, right? The hurdle, uh, basically the hurdle and Timo Meyer for TJ Oshi and Kevin Shattenkirk. Looking back now, that's a great, you didn't make that trade uh, if you're Doug Wilson, right? Um, so again, plenty of what ifs with that, but I would definitely not do that. I think you can, I think Kevin LeBanc could get you something back a little bit better. So um, that is going to be it for me today. 
We'll be back on Monday. Like I said, Hattie is uh, scheduled to join. Uh, gonna, you know, do a nice little, uh, a nice little recap of what he thought of the Sharks draft, um, and then special guest next week. And again, whenever we get the Carlson trade, I'll throw out an episode as soon as I possibly can. So uh, again, make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts. And of course you can watch on Twitter. You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram um, and threads at locked on sharks. You can follow me on Twitter and threads at my fry hole and until Monday. Bye friends. <laughs>